As legend would have it, the original concept behind DevOps came about during a discussion between Andrew Clay and Patrick Debois in 2008. At the time, they were pondering the drawbacks of Agile and were discussing alternatives. Today, DevOps is part of the computing lexicon, often being brought into the discussions whenever the topic of Agile, digital transformation, and staying relevant to changing business environments and consumer demands come up. Al Gillen, Group VP, Software Development and Open Source at IDC says, Developers and DevOps professionals continue to be in the hot seat as their organizations or their customers demand that convenient and user-friendly solutions be created and deployed at an even faster rate. Future CIO reached out to Nigel Kernston, Field Chief Technology Officer at Puppet, for his take on the direction DevOps has been taking since its inception and where it is headed given the current state of markets and business operations. So how has DevOps changed since 2008? So that's a good question. Well, I think there's three main ways that DevOps has changed since 2008. First thing would be that people are simply aware of it across our industry. When I first started evangelizing a DevOps approach around 2010 to enterprises, and when we indeed first produced the first state of DevOps report in 2011, people just genuinely had no idea what it was. And so that's been a really huge change. There's a widespread awareness that DevOps can lead to better software delivery practices and happier employees. Secondly, we've seen that the organizations that managed to adopt these practices earlier than everyone else have managed to rocket ahead of their competitors in terms of being able to deliver software, respond to change, do that more frequently with higher levels of security and overall software quality. And third, and this is not as positive a thing as the other two, we've seen an unfortunately large group of people fundamentally misunderstand what DevOps actually is. And they've instead been focused on automation or CI/CD pipelines and not actually spent any time or resources investing in improving the dynamics between people and teams. If you're not actually working on reducing friction between parts of your organization that need to work together to deliver software and infrastructure, you're just not really doing DevOps. What does the Puppet Report say about DevOps development in Asia-Pacific in 2021 and going into 2022? Well, as far as APAC goes, from my experience working with Puppet across the APAC region, it's always been a region full of early adopters in the enterprise space, and particularly in financial services. This has been true for both cloud adoption and automation of IT in general. And so one of the most significant findings from this year's report was that the organizations that have been most successful at adopting DevOps practices have largely settled on the model of having a platform team that serves multiple value stream delivery teams via automation and self-service. And this model is one that I first started seeing in APAC financial services organizations well before the rest of the world in terms of financial services. By focusing for fast flow of software delivery and low cognitive load for your value stream teams, that's how you can maintain regulatory compliance and other forms of governance while still moving quickly and taking advantage of new technologies. And you could see that this is very much a sweet spot for financial services. And in my experience, the APAC region really led the charge on this. Do you see DevOps as code as having any impact on DevOps adoption in Asia? Ah, DevOps as code. Well, infrastructure as code has always been a core part of the DevOps movement, as, you know, describing the state your infrastructure should be in in the form of code allows you to take advantage of modern software engineering practices such as code review and releases and version control. This trend just isn't reversing, and it's continuing to be a major pillar of DevOps adoption in Asia. Being able to codify and formalize best practices and expertise in some sort of automatable, machine-readable process such as code or a YAML description file is always going to be core to DevOps. I don't see that going away. 
Can low-code fit into the DevOps culture? Low-code. Well, low-code or no-code requires an expert to have codified their knowledge in such a way that experts can take advantage of it. This is the same philosophy behind a platform team approach and building self-service interfaces in general for your development teams. Everyone I talk to at a senior leadership level is complaining about not being able to hire enough people with the right skills. We saw this as a problem that people identified in the survey respondents for the State of DevOps report this year at every evolutionary level, shortage of skills. Yet, we also know from the mythical man month and many, many decades of software engineering, that throwing people at these sort of problems is not necessarily a scalable solution. The key for most enterprises is not to worry about whether you're hiring in the right skills, but first, enable your experts with sufficient autonomy and give them enough direction, such that the rest of the organization can get value from their expertise. And the best way to do this is to have a strong focus on delivering value via self-service internally. There are new skills that people need to pick up, but this is what we do in IT. We work in a very wide field people who are good at their job pick up skills. And so if you're finding that you have a consistent problem in terms of new skill adoption inside your organization, it's probably not your people. Are you giving them the space? Are you giving them your autonomy? Are you giving them the psychological safety and space to actually learn and pick up new skills? What we work in is a very craft-driven apprenticeship-style industry. It's not something you can necessarily go out and just learn all of the theoretical knowledge and start applying it. The key is to have a range of seniority levels inside your teams and to create the space where people can actually learn and pick up these skills as the business needs them. Any key lesson takeaways to be gleaned from the Puppet Report? Well, in terms of other takeaways, first, the big one is just that everyone is using the public cloud, but most people are not actually taking full advantage of public cloud capabilities, such as elasticity, being able to move towards immutable infrastructure, actually using all of those programmable APIs you get from working with software as a service. And instead, they've kept way too much of their existing processes and practices and just ported them to the cloud. To really take advantage of the cloud, you cannot merely lift and shift. You need to lift, shift, and optimize your people interactions, your processes, and your technology. And if you're not doing all those things, you're probably going to get an operational benefit from using the public cloud because you're bypassing a few of your older processes around provisioning and requesting of hardware, but you're not really unlocking the potential of the public cloud platform. The second big one would be that everyone is struggling with the weight of maintaining their legacy environments even at the highest levels of DevOps evolution. And to solve this problem requires several things. It requires top-down focus from senior leadership. It requires meaningful and useful analysis of the current legacy environment. And it actually requires commitment to an action plan to iteratively reduce the operational burden of your legacy infrastructure. Now, when you go and do that analysis, some of those applications should be deprecated, others should be replaced by SaaS solutions, and others should be modernized and refactored. Understanding your legacy environment so you know which approach to take for any given application is difficult but necessary work if you're actually going to improve it. That was Nigel Kernston, Field Chief Technology Officer at Puppet on the topic of what lies ahead for DevOps in 2022. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter. So you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Music